0: Chief Inspector West. Calling Chief Inspector
1: West. Stand by for West. A crime file based on John Creese's novel, Battle for Inspector West. Dramatised for radio by Maurice Travers. Battle for Inspector West. Starring Patrick Allen as Chief Inspector Roger West of Scotland Yard and Sarah Lawson as his wife Janet. Part 6. Explosion in Red.
2: Tell me you will do it, Roger. Tell me you will kill Carosian for me. For both of us tonight, now.
3: Is that what brought you here, Julieta? In the middle of the night.
2: Say you will do it. Say it.
3: Now, quiet, quiet. Calm down. Someone might hear
2: you. You can do it, Roger. You are not afraid of him like all the others. Even though you are his prisoner, you do not talk to him like a man who is afraid and you walk into his trap deliberately. Julieta, calm down. I have unlocked your door. I'm giving you a chance. Crozian has made a fool of you escape from you so many times. Now you can have your revenge and I will help you to escape after you have killed him. Why do you want
3: me to kill him, Julieta? I hate him hate him And that's a sudden switch
2: he's a monster cold-blooded monster he killed my dogs you saw it you were there he ordered three of the alsatians to be shot and my lucifer the most beautiful of them all
3: he's done worse to people julietta oh
2: yes look what he has done to me do you know what he has made of me his experiment
3: he told me about it
2: he is proud of it to have taken away all the feelings of a woman in me the dogs were all that he left for me to love look at me Roger tell me has he destroyed me completely look at me and tell me am I so different from other women
3: you're a lot more beautiful than most
2: you think I am attractive desirable hold me hold me in your arms Roger ah
3: there now It's all right, Julietta. Everything's all right.
2: No, no, I am a woman. You must hold me as a man should hold a woman. But later later, yes. After you have killed Carosian.
3: Listen, Julietta. First, I have to know what his plans are. This ten million pound operation of his. Tell me about it, all the details.
2: Oh, what does that matter? Once he is dead, there will be no operation. Come, come, I will show you his. Uh, room. Uh,
3: wait a minute, uh, what about the guards?
2: Oh, at night there's only one man on guard and he's downstairs by the front door. Come, Roger. What are you waiting for? Why do you hesitate?
3: Because I don't take the law into my own hands. I'm a policeman. My job is to bring Corrosion to justice.
2: You do not intend to kill him?
3: No, Julietta.
2: But you must. You will or you will die yourself I have only to scream the man from downstairs will come running and Carusian will come too and you will die one scream I'll from me. i apologize
3: for this in advance sorry Juliet <coughs> mm. very sorry now onto the bed that's it a gag to keep you quiet just one man you said the front door now if I can get down the stairs without him spotting me
4: What? Let's put you to sleep (laughs) (laughs) properly.
3: Surprised to see me, sir? Oh, damn glad to see you. Let's get out of here. That shot will bring the guards.
5: But should the guards are here already? Well, who the... This is Superintendent Maloon, sir, of the Civic Guard. I'm proud to know you, Inspector West, even though you've lost us the glory of rescuing you. Civic Guard? You? you mean I'm in, I'm in Ireland? But of course you are. Didn't you know it? Well, here they come. Corrosian's men. Aye, we've some of our own to meet him. All right, we boys, this is what we're waiting for. Come on, let's be happy. <laughs> <an
3: afternoon.
6: laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, what's the tally, Sergeant
5: Gill?
4: Two Hmm. Corrosian men wounded, ten captured, most of the Alsatians done
5: for. With only three casualties on our side, Inspector West, and them hardly worth the mention. (laughs) How about you, sir? Are you okay? I never felt better, Hubert. That was one scrap I really enjoyed. (laughs) I could see your heart was in it. I'll be saying, Patrick, that's what I call a fine-hearty night's work. Uh, And it's not over yet, Superintendent. Now we take the house, and this time we get Corrosion once and for all. Well, come on. Let's gather the troops. Hold your horses. Hold your horses, Chief Inspector. I have a feeling you're going to be disappointed. Listen, do you hear what I'm hearing? Superintendent! You remember what I told you, Sergeant Gill, about the private aircraft at Canara? And there it goes, rising up above the trees, with the little light of it winking and carrying Mr. Corozian off away from Canara.
3: Blast him.
5: Every time, just when I'm within an ace of... So we might as well pack it in, eh,
3: sir? No point in raiding the house now, isn't there? Carosian's scarpered in a hell of a hurry, Sergeant. If he's left any documents behind, any of his records, what the devil!
5: That was from the house. It's on fire, and will you look at it? Yes, I'm looking. A blazing inferno, so it is. Are oh, we we'll not have a chance of getting in there, Chief Inspector? And as for your hopes of finding any papers—that's right. Carosian's taken care of that too. He's
3: thought of everything, hasn't he? Every single damn thing.
4: better fasten your seat belt sir. Mm. Uh, what's that Hubert? your seat sir. sir will be landing any minute. Oh. well you won't be sorry to step out on London Airport eh sir?
3: I'd be a lot happier if we had Corrosion with us in handcuffs. yes sir it was bad luck. the only kind I seem to have where he's
4: concerned. Well, at least you're out of his hands. thanks to you. I shan't forget it Hubert. well not me sir. all I did was to follow Jack Dempster. too bad he didn't get Corrosion as he planned instead of getting a bullet himself. Would have saved everyone a hell of a lot of bother. Ah, oh, well, here we go.
3: Hubert, you didn't tell me how you got onto Jack O'Dempster in the first place. Constable, red lights!
4: Sorry, Inspector.
3: I'll watch it in future. Traffic lights are meant for police cars too, you know. Even if they are
4: on special duty. Must say, it was decent of Chatworth to send a car to the airport for us. Uh, he's not a bad old stick at times, arse a guy, I have to admit. Well, I'm sure the assistant
3: commissioner will appreciate your commendation.
4: You were asking about Jacko Dempster, sir? Yes, what put you onto him? Well, a tip-off, actually. From an old friend of yours, in fact. Pearly Willis. Pearly? He called you? Oh, is that likely? Everyone knows you're the only copper at the yard Pearly ever has any truck with. No, we got his information through your wife. He contacted Janet, did he? Crafty old so-and-so. Chief Inspector, Mm. about Mrs. West. Well, she's all right, isn't she? Nothing wrong. Oh, no, 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 sir. No, she's fine. That's really what I wanted to say. I've been inclined to think a policeman shouldn't get married, you know. Well, too tough on the woman and all that. But I've rather changed my mind. Because of Janet? Yes, sir. You know, these last few days haven't been any fun for her. But she's taken it all damn well.
3: She usually manages to. There aren't many like Janet around. And if that sounds to you like a clear-cut case of prejudice, Hubert, my lad, you're dead right. Mm-hmm. A constable, the next turn after the pub, it's a short way into Bell Street. Yes, sir. And uh, don't take me right up to the door. I'd like to walk to the house, so just drop me at the corner. <sighs> mm.
4: Roger? Mm? What's wrong?
3: Oh, at this moment, not a thing, Jan. Not a thing in the world. I'll go back to sleep.
4: What does it matter? Can't you sleep?
3: Oh, I'm just happy to lie here, uh, listen to the sounds of the night.
2: I'm not all that severe myself. Um, Roger? Hmm? Oh, nothing, never mind.
3: Now, come on. What were you going to say?
2: Well, I suppose you wouldn't you wouldn't think of asking Sir Guy to
3: to take me off the case give it to someone else
2: no forget I spoke darling it's just me wishing for the moon
3: oh Jan I can't give it up now I've got to follow it through all the way I've got to find out what Corozian scheme is and the means of stopping it
2: but what chance have you got you deliberately put yourself at his mercy to try to find out but how much further did it get you
3: a little I think I've known he was hatching something big all along now I know just how big And he's lost Canara, his headquarters. We could just have him on the run. But he'll be
2: all the more dangerous because of it, with more reason to hate you than ever.
3: Well, let's not lose any sleep about that.
4: Mm.
3: (sighs) In fact, let's not lose any more sleep. I'm in for a long session with Chatworth in the morning, so... uh, Where's the ashtray? Oh. Uh. Good night, Janet
2: mm. Oh, thank heavens you're home. night, darling.
0: <laughs> Miss Fordyce? Yes, Sir Guy? Uh, no calls, please, while Chief Inspector West is with me. Sit down, Roger. Uh, thank you, sir. I had it in mind, as you may possibly imagine, to tear you off a strip for taking off on that solo crime-breaking act of yours. And if you of the General rejoicing at your return, I've decided to forgo it. <clears throat> it's good to have you back, Roger. Oh, nice of you to say so, sir. You're also back in your usual high favour with the gentleman of the press. I suppose you've seen the papers, the Canara stories, and all the front pages.
3: Well, the word it reads,
0: you'd think we'd scotch corrosion for good and all. We're still a long way from that desirable objective. Mm. Well, let's have your report. From the moment you took it upon yourself to stick your head into his
3: noose. Right from the beginning, Chief Inspector, if you please so that's it sir that brings you right up to date the men we captured at canara are due to arrive in england today they'll be questioned naturally but uh, i don't think they'll have anything of real value to tell us small fry only Mm. eh? Mm. so we're no nearer to knowing corrosions game except that he has his sights on a 10 million pound target and i've been racking my brains about that from the moment he told me i'm damned if i can fathom out what it could be i'm worried sir i've got to admit it because you think he's going to pull it off also because he'll be more vicious now, more cold-blooded than ever. Oh, even Janet could see that. Oh, incidentally, I noticed when I left home that you'd got a man on guard at Bell Street, sir. Yes, two of them, front and back. Thought it might be as well. I'm grateful, sir. I'd like them kept on for a while, if you've no objection. Of course, sir.
0: Now, about Corrosian, all we seem to have in the way of a clue are these red discs you
3: mentioned, hmm? They're a kind of identification for his men. Each one has a number on it. I was with Corrosion when he hauled a man over the coals for losing one. They're obviously an integral part of the operation. Detective Sergeant Gill's putting out orders to hold any man seen with one for questioning. Yes, very good. Sir, what about the Grant couple?
0: Ah, yes. You're quite convinced that uh, kidnapping Christine Grant was just a blind.
3: Oh, Corrosion as good as admitted it to me.
0: Do we know where Michael Grant and his wife are at this moment, sir? Certainly we do. Here in London. At his flat in Belgrave Square. What? But I've managed to keep that out of the papers for the moment. However, I've had Grant questioned. The report should be on your desk.
3: Have you seen it yourself, sir? Naturally. Anything there to help at all?
0: Doesn't seem so. Young Grant's story coincides with what you were told by the Giulietta woman. Grant states that he and his wife were allowed to go because he'd done all the corrosion required of him.
3: Mm. By that same token, Grant's father-in-law should have been left alone as well.
0: Arthur Morley? Or mm. well, apparently he has been. According to the man watching Morley, he's made no more unusual moves since he helped to play decoy to get you. You know i've still half a mind to pull him in for that
3: i think we'd get a conviction sir morley would make a pretty sympathetic figure in the dark murderer or not he's served his time and he was acting under pressure from Corosian for the sake of his daughter quite quite by the way um, that woman of corrosion's uh julietta what became of her any idea i'm afraid not i left her gagged and unconscious as i told you and canara um, went up in flames A blazing inferno, to quote the good superintendent, Balloon. You think Corrosian just abandoned her there? I wouldn't put it past him. Another victim, in more ways than one. It's uh, it's hard not to feel sorry for her, you know. But what I really need is a lead on where Corrosian's gone to ground.
6: Yes, come in. Ah, Julietta.
2: Rhaegar said you wished to
6: see me. And you come promptly like the obedient loyal creature you are. Carozin? A loyalty which suffered a small lapse however back in Kinara, But we will not discuss that for the moment. Uh, join me here at the window if you'd be so kind. Very
2: well.
6: An interesting view don't you think? The busy dockyard scene. Possibly not as inviting to the eye as Kinara's green lawns and spreading oaks but a more convenient pied-à-terre, perhaps. Quite safe, at least, from Chief Inspector West, wouldn't you agree?
2: He will search hard for you.
6: (laughs) I very much doubt if it would occur to him to search above a shabby warehouse overlooking Limehouse Reach. In any event, time is in my favor.
2: What do you mean?
6: Look below you. The freighter is at the wharf. It docked early this morning. The Snow Queen. (laughs) <laughs> not the most fitting name for such a battered ancient vessel but hardly likely to arouse suspicion purely on that account.
2: and you propose to go ahead?
6: certainly. the first instructions have already been issued. but
2: are you crazy? you must have seen the newspapers. they're full of the disaster at Canara. the papers give the impression that you have taken flight. do you think all your people will still feel sure of you? each one will be thinking of himself of his own skin.
6: is that what you are thinking of julietta? I? You make me wonder, my dear. I had intended to forget what happened at Gennara because I thought I understood the reasons for it. I put it down to the unfortunate mishap to your dogs, so much the objects of your affection. I believed that for a short time you were not yourself.
2: What is myself?
6: The Julietta I made of you. But for that you would have been left to burn with the house. I'm beginning to ask myself, however, whether I could have been mistaken. If it was something more than the death of your Alsaceans.
2: I loved them. They were all you allowed me to love.
6: Even that was an error, it seems. It was something more, wasn't it? Not the dogs, but a man. A man named Roger West. You're lying. Ah! You've never lied to me before, and you know how I dislike it. Now I want the truth, Julietta. West was the real reason. The first man to stir you, to make your heart beat faster. You're
2: hurting me. I want the truth. <gasps> yes, very well. Yes, yes, I was satisfied to be what you made me. No more than a mind in a beautiful body. Until West came. I watched him with you and I heard him. And I saw what a man could be. With strength and courage and other things, too. Things that, things that are kind and warm and good. All the things you took away in me and taught me to despise.
6: You didn't learn the lessons well enough, apparently. Are you learning now? I think that will be enough. There's still a lesson you have to learn. That for all the qualities you find to admire in Roger West, against a man like me, he can't do nothing. You must be allowed the opportunity to witness that for yourself.
4: Chief Inspector West Office. Detective Sergeant Gill speaking. Yes, he is. Uh, one moment, Inspector. It's QR Division, sir. Inspector Weimar. Oh, right. Hello, Jack. What can I... Hmm?
3: Well, thanks very much. Not so sure I'm glad to be back. I'm up to my ears in bump. How's everything south of the river? Huh? Is that so? You bet I'm interested. Have your boys keep tabs on them as much as possible, will you? Right, Bye. The rats seem to be creeping out of their holes. Pardon, sir? Jack Wymer's chaps have noticed quite a number of Corrosian's one-time associates back in their old haunts. And there appear to be some new faces floating around as well. (laughs) Uh, Chief Inspector West. Uh, Yes, hold on. For you, Hubert. Sergeant Norris.
4: Oh, I know what he wants. Hello, Pete. Uh, Look, we'd better scrub lunch today. I'm all tied up. Reports. We'll be at it for quite a while, that's certain. We'll make it some other time, eh? Okay, bye. One saving grace, Hubert reading reports is a lot less of
3: a chore than having to write them
4: too true sir hmm. <laughs>
3: a heartfelt reply if i ever heard one well just to cheer you up my lad remember you've got years of typist crap ahead of you
4: oh thank you sir i thought i was joining
3: the force to chase villains uh, catching them's more to the point point. and it's a hell of a sight easier said than done especially when it comes to the big ones like our friend corozian if i just had even the vaguest idea of uh well let's get on with these shall we? Yes. report on our VIPs. Uh, there are only two of them I see. Sir Arnold Darner and Lord Riversley. what about the one on
4: Laszlo Barai? no there isn't one sir. he's still in Oslo but the Six Nations Economic Conference uh, finishes there today. he's due to fly back to London tomorrow. Mm. well these two don't seem to have been up to anything out of the ordinary while I've been away. No, sir.
3: And about the nearest thing I can find here to a startling development is the fact that Lord Riversley has hired himself a new chauffeur. Hmm. Could be Chatworth was right and I am barking up the wrong tree
4: here. I suppose you can't know for certain the paper you found their names on had anything to do with corrosion, can you? It has nothing to do with knowing for certain, Sergeant.
3: You get a feeling. Call it a copper's instinct. Hmm. All right. What have we got next? Uh, The latest report from the man on Arthur Morley. Nothing suspicious there from what Chapworth told me. That's right. Next one then. Uh, This is the report of the interview with Michael Grant. Hubert.
4: What's Arthur Morley do with himself all day? Very little. He's got a room off the East India Dock Road. Takes a walk most mornings. Has lunch every day in a small caf not far from his room. Does a bit of painting in the afternoons. Hmm. Done anything about getting himself a job? Not so far. Doubt if I would myself after spending 13 years in the nick for murder.
3: Has there been any contact between him and the Grunts since they came back to London?
4: No, sir. Nothing like that.
3: So more than likely, he doesn't even know that... What's time?
4: Uh, just on half past twelve, sir. Right. So we'll knock off for lunch. Knock off? Now? But I was sure we'd be... You can be... tell
3: your friend Sergeant Norris. You'll be able to lunch with him after all. But before you grab that phone, give me the address of that cafe Morley goes to, would you? Is anyone sitting here? No, it's quite free. Inspector West. Mind if I join you, Morley? What are you doing here? Just happened to be round this way, fancied a cup of tea, and this place looked as good as any. It's a small world, as they always say. You've been having me followed, isn't that it? What makes you think that?
5: What's it going to be for you, Dex?
3: Uh,
1: just tea, thanks.
5: Right here. One tea, Maisie.
1: Inspector. Yes. I've seen the papers. i I would just like to say that I'm glad you got away from Corrosion it was a great relief to me I felt responsible for my pardons all but I had no choice
3: Morley you've heard nothing more from him
1: no no nothing Mm.
3: not even to tell you that he's let your daughter go
1: is that true
3: yes she and Grant were set free
1: inspector what
3: is this are you trying to
1: trick me for some reason or other no
3: why should I You don't seem to believe what I'm telling you, Morley. There was nothing about it in the papers. Well, the information is not being released for the present. But Christine's safe with her husband. They're here in London, in his flat at this moment. It's good of you to tell me, Inspector. Thought you'd want to know, that's all. Yes, thank you. Are you proposing to see her?
1: Oh, no, certainly not. I don't want to spoil things for her anymore. I did enough damage when I... when I killed her mother... No, it's more than sufficient for me to know that she's safe and happy. That's all I want.
4: Here you are, Dux. Auntie.
1: Oh, Here, uh, never mind the change. Follow. Time I was going.
3: Bye, Morley.
4: Yeah, what about your tea? Cool. Some people have got money to fling about, haven't
3: they? Let's go back by way of the embankment, Constable. (laughs) Drive past the old headquarters, eh? Slow down. Constable, I said slow down.
0: Can't be done, sir. Not in this traffic.
3: Then uh, turn around. First chance you get. And drive back to that last intersection. Something wrong, Inspector? Spotted a pair of faces in the crowd. I want a second look. Uh, There's your chance now. Round you go. What? I'm making no mistake, Inspector. I saw them myself. Yes, in your manner the Cotter brothers. have your chaps keep their eyes peeled. right bye. why the concern about these
4: characters sir?
3: Two good reasons, sergeant. lanky Cotter and his brother run the toughest mob of villains in the north of England and the most interesting thing about the Cotter boys is that they've never been known to move south of the Mersey. get that will you?
4: right chief inspector West's office detective sergeant Gill speaking. yes hold on a minute for you sir. who is it? no name sir but there's no mistaking that voice. it's Pearlie Willis.
3: give me that phone. Pearlie, I've been hoping I'd hear from you. I'm in your debt, me old son. If you hadn't given my wife that tip-off about Jack Dempster, I might not be here at this moment. Huh? There's something else for me right far away. I'm all ears. What? Yes, yes, I spotted a couple of myself, the Cotter boys. Now, go on. From all over, huh? Have you any idea... What was that? What colour? Red. Right, keep talking, Pearlie. I'm listening to
4: every word. Well, Sergeant? That was the last of the divisional headquarters, sir. Superintendent Goff.
3: What did you get from him? The same story?
4: Same story.
3: How about you, sir? I've made half a dozen calls and there's not much room for doubt, Hubert. What Pearlie Willis told me was right. Not that I've ever known him wrong. Pearl of great wisdom, you might say. Hold the fort, Sergeant. I'm taking all this to Chatworth. Roger, are you absolutely certain of this? Yes, sir. It all adds up. Sergeant Gill's checked with all the divisions. I've talked to the police in six major cities. Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow, Liverpool, Hull, Cardiff. And they confirm Pearlie Willis's information? They do, sir. There's no question of it. The villains are converging on London from all over the country. Deviators, tea leaves and tearaways. From the top boys like the Cotters... Down to the small-time mug Charlie's. They've been coming in since early this morning, and they're still coming. And the red discs? The place is flooded with them, according to Pearlie. This is it, sir. It's got to be. The build-up for Corrosian's 10 million pound caper. And now we know what it is. It can't be anything else. A full-scale Huns, Goths, and Vandals operation, modern style. Sack, pillage, and plunder. The target, London. <laughs>
1: been listening to Patrick Allen and Sarah Lawson in part six of Battle for Inspector West by John Creasy. Listen to Mastermind at Midnight, the final episode of John Fawcett Wilson's production of Battle for Inspector West.
2: In Stand By For West, you heard Hamilton Dice as Sir Guy Chatworth, Eva Stewart as Julieta, Francis DeWolf as Carossian, Trevor Bannister as Detective Sergeant Hubert Gill, Harry Webster was Superintendent Maloon, and Preston Lockwood was Arthur Morley. And that final episode, so manfully trailed, is on Monday. In Telling Tales this week, I am joined by the writer, actor and comedian, Daniel Lawrence-Taylor. Daniel is currently best known as a writer and star of the television comedy series Time Wasters.
6: And I was like, oh, I really love like high-concept stuff. I was like, oh, where have they like, time-travelled? And then the title Black to the Future came, and I was like, well, that's that's my sitcom. Got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> he has also written the Radio 4 drama Black Boy Fly, which looks at community and gentrification. Someone paid you to put up this
1: fancy artwork. So you've come to pick up your gentrification check, but you don't have to deal
2: with the
4: consequences.
2: (laughs) Join me, Ali Gardner, in conversation with Daniel Lawrence-Taylor.